Hello, and welcome back to the Star Family Wisdom podcast. I'm Jenna Layden, the founder of Star Family Wisdom and a former global vice president for Whole Foods Market. Star Family Wisdom is a paradigm-shifting podcast community and modern-day mystery school for your spiritual and cosmic evolution. And in today's episode, we are talking all about the evolution of our elemental body and our ability to raise our vibration, heal, transform, and connect with higher dimensional intelligences, elementals like fairies and leprechauns. And we learn about this from an accomplished spiritual author and teacher, Tannis Halliwell. Tannis has been in this work for decades. And Tannis started experiencing connection with angels, connection with elementals at a very young age, but didn't really incorporate that into her work until later in life. And Tannis was in a therapy practice specializing in spiritual transformation for 16 years. And she's also been a a catalyst for people on their evolution, helping people navigate their healing and pilgrimages to sacred sites. And Tannis has an incredible connection with Ireland and the elementals of Ireland. And Tannis also worked in the mainstream for a number of years. She worked with corporations, helping them in their evolution. And we talk about how she has in recent years been bringing this awareness around elementals to her community and to her students. Tannis is the author of Good Morning Henry, Pilgrimage with the Leprechauns, Decoding Your Destiny, Keys to Humanity's Spiritual Evolution, and Hybrids, So You Think You Are Human, which I'm excited to read. We talk all about how we are just awakening to our understanding of our connection with elementals and and going through this evolutionary process on Earth where Earth is evolving. We are are raising our frequency and our vibration and the elementals and higher dimensional intelligences are able to meet us now in this place of awakened perception. Tannis works with her students on awakening their perception and awakening their third eye vision so that they can engage and connect with spirits and elementals and the angelic realms in ways that maybe they haven't before. Tannis does a ton of work around ancestral healing and and how to understand the more holistic aspect of our healing that includes ancestral work, ancestral traumas, past life wounds, and current life programming. And she she really creates a space and an environment for a really supportive transformational process. And so we talk about her journey to Ireland and meeting uh, meeting an elemental and her 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 kind of fun and lighthearted approach to how she has developed this relationship with different elementals. And we also talk about the body elemental and and how we can heal the energy body and how we can reestablish balance. And so Tannis brings 
this just wealth of information, this wealth of spiritual wisdom and has been on this path for so long. And we have so much to learn from her. And uh, we talk about one of her new courses as well, which you can take advantage of, which is about healing the body elemental. So check that out in the show notes. We've got links to her website and her books and that course so that you can join. And I can tell you from my my conversation with her, I feel a difference in my energy field just having interacted with her. And I think you will too. And I think this is such a fun moment in history where we're even able to have these conversations about connecting with fairies and leprechauns and these other beings that have been kind of hidden to us in our modern history and especially in the Western world. Tanis not only has developed this spiritual site that allows her to maintain this connection, but she also has done immense research on the spiritual traditions and cultures around the world, which tells us that Many cultures, many indigenous and First Nations people have maintained these connections, have maintained their sight, their knowingness of these other realms forever. And we've, in modern Western culture, been blocked. We've lost our, our memory of that. So, you know, today's conversation really is about remembering and it's about raising our vibration collectively. And I think we're doing that together through this conversation. So, I hope you have fun with this. And if you feel inspired and called to build an altar to the elementals, we talk about that in the episode. I did that recently and shared that with Tanis and how this was a part of my practice of awakening further to my connection to the elementals and really inviting them into my space and inviting them into my practice and inviting their wisdom to help inform my journey. So know that that is available to you too. And if you want to go further on that, Tanis is a great support system and teacher for you. So without further ado, we'll get into the episode with Tanis and please like and subscribe if you are enjoying the content. We don't want you to miss any of the upcoming episodes and share with your friends. We want to spread the word about this awakening that is occurring and help others awaken to the same information. So we're so glad you're here. Thank you again for being with us. If you're new, welcome. And if you have been tuning in, thank you for coming back. And thanks for sharing your thoughts in the comments. It's been so fun to connect with all of all of y'all. So we will talk to you on the other side and see you in our next episode. So enjoy this chat with Tanis. Okay. So we were just talking about your journey and how you found your connection with elementals a little later in your spiritual evolution after spending years as a psychotherapist and being in that practice and, and, and becoming a spiritual teacher. So I'd love to just kind of go back to the very beginning, Tanis, about your journey and what got you onto this path. <clears throat> what led you from psychotherapy to this spiritual leadership path that you're on? I think that spirit is always steering us 
into what we're supposed to do. And it closes doors to things we're no longer supposed to do and opens doors to things that we are supposed to do. And so for me, I was already in my 30s and, um, and I already had been uh, working as a management consultant and in leadership courses doing um, not only uh, personal leadership, but things like um, dynamics of change and customer planning and all of these kinds of things. And um, as well as having a, a therapy practice um, where I was specializing with spiritual transformation with my human clients. So myself i felt like i was done with this world jenna i i went to ireland to become enlightened and i'd been a meditator at that point for about 15 years and um ever since i'd been in university i had had been involved with meditation and so i said you know that is really all i want to do i just want to become enlightened and I didn't know if that entailed going or staying here in the, in the world. Um, but that's all I wanted. And so I left my um, relationship and we sold, put our house up for sale. And off I went to Ireland and ended up, as you know from my book, uh, Summer with Leprechauns, in a haunted cottage. And it was haunted by leprechaun family. And um, so this was not what I considered to be desirable. Right. Not, not the average path. <laughs> no, no, um, not at all. And, um, and so, um, but I, I surrendered to what was occurring. And um, it, was a, it was a very small village um, on the west coast of Ireland and um and they all knew about the fairy cottage and the fairy lane and so that's even what they called it the locals called it so um so anyway i i got to know lloyd because he's the spokesperson for the family at least he was then but now his wife has become very um she speaks now on, on, on behalf of herself, you know, so I think that's really good. Uh -huh. But he was more traditional in those days. And, um, and he told me that he wanted um, me to talk to people in 10 years about elementals and what elementals were and how they they uh, formed all form on this planet and how humans want were supposed to be co-creating with them in partnership and so i honored i promised that i would do this in 10 years and i honored that request i had no idea at that point in my life that the elementals would become so important to me mm. and to so many well, it's so interesting how at this time, I've been stumbling upon so many spiritual teachers and leaders like yourself who are really 
embracing and embodying this connection with elementals and really attempting to, you know, help awaken others to that connection. And so there seems to be something really potent right now about that need to connect with elementals for the purpose of co-creating a, a better earth, a better, you know, civilization for us all. I just love what you talk about around surrendering to that, because I think like that's such a a, a powerful part of our journey is just surrendering to what spirit is calling you to, to answer, what spirit is wanting you to deliver to the world. And um, I'm curious how you, how you developed that relationship with elementals after that time. So that, that time in Ireland was a really activating and awakening experience for you around that connection with elementals and who they are and what they have to offer us as humans. And how did you further that relationship? How did you build your connection with them after that? Well, I already had the connection by the time I left um, Ireland at the end of the summer. And so Lloyd can, elementals can travel in space and time. And maybe we should spend a moment just saying what, you know, elementals, you know, they're not only leprechauns, but they could be gnomes and trolls and uh, <laughs> Elves, all these various kinds of elementals, and every country has traditions of yeah. these. And they call them the little people or the children of the mist is what they call them in New Zealand. And so um, they're, they're well known to all indigenous peoples, although people who are engaged in uh, Western civilization haven't always uh, followed this. But so Lloyd traveling in space and time would come for a cup of tea, a bowl of oatmeal. And so we had a relationship right from the get-go because I already was giving him tea and oatmeal when I was over in Ireland. Right, so he just followed <laughs> He he didn't want that to stop. No, <laughs> so uh, so so that continued, and I also noticed that my therapy practice uh, decided to start changing too, and I started noticing that some of the people who would come to me for therapy had what I would call elemental blood. They were elemental hybrids, and um, Lloyd had told me that. Um, that elementals a couple of thousands of years ago, because humans were no longer co-creating with them on the planet, had decided to incarnate into human evolution. And they couldn't come like a hundred percent elemental into human evolution, but they would bring like a 15% of themselves. And so there are some very well-known um, people like Vincent van Gogh, um, or in Holland, you'd say Vincent van Gogh. So, and he was Dutch, who have uh, elemental blood. And, um, and this is, and once this has happened, um, so they're hybrids. So these kinds of people started to come to me for therapy, and I wasn't putting out a calling card that said, specializes in hybrid transformation. Um, so th then I got into the whole idea of working with not only elemental hybrids, but some people are angel hybrids, some people are dragon hybrids. So 
Then I started doing workshops not only on co-creating with Elementos, but also hybrids. How would someone know what their, I guess, hybrid lineage is if they, if they are, you know, indeed embodying some ancient lineage or soul lineage of elementals, which I imagine a lot of our audience watching are, how would they know which elemental they connect with most deeply, whether it's the fae or leprechauns, like what, what would be some of the first clues you would give someone? Well, I actually wrote a book about it called Hybrid, So You Think You're Human, where there's a questionnaire. But, but in that, um, I interviewed people who were those kinds of hybrids, and, and they told their story. They wrote their story so that I would talk about myths of the world and how all over the world there are myths about about dragons, for example, or there are, are myths about so many of these kinds of uh, um, hybrids. And so I try to give a, a mythic and a historical and also even a scientific spin for people. So it wouldn't just be woo-woo, right? Oh, there could be hybrids. And people would, people often find themselves attracted to their lineage. I was just thinking that, like even in my own journey that I've been noticing, you know, connecting the dots on the things that I become pulled to and the things I want to study more in the areas of the world I'm traveling to and interested in. So I think that's interesting when people start to have that realization, ah, maybe there's a reason why I keep getting called to Ireland or Peru. <laughs> Yes, and these could be past life links, and they can also be ancestral links, um, and they can be that this is your original evolution, your original heritage um, that you came down on earth to manifest. So um, I find the whole topic fascinating, and you said, Jana, about more and more people now are wanting to talk about elementals and it has to do with healing the earth. And I think that there's two things going on. One is exactly that, what you've said. You know, uh, working with elementals is healing the earth. Um, but the other thing is that we our whole planet is moving up a frequency. And we've been in the third dimensional reality, solid third dimensional reality. And the elementals and other beings like angels and dragons live in the fourth and fifth dimensions. And so humans, when the earth is moving up this frequency right now, and we humans are cells in the body of the earth, that means that we are moving up a frequency. So the that we're actually now crossing and interpenetrating the astral world wow. where elementals, dragons, mermaids, merpeople, all these different realms live. Right. So we can... For the audience, maybe who isn't as familiar with what you're talking about there, it's it's essentially like 
this is an unseen part of our reality, or it has been, but as we're evolving with the earth, we're evolving to a point where we can start to connect more, we can sense more, we can perceive more. And so that, that connection with the elementals is coming back around for us. And, and it's, it's almost like they're, they're wanting to be seen, like they're wanting to be revealed more now to us. They are. And as elementals evolve, they become more solid. And as we evolve, we become more spirit. Yeah. So, um, and I've always been a seer. I've always seen other realities. Ever since I was born, I've seen other realities. Uh, but I learned not to speak about these things because, you know, otherwise you tend to get sent. You get, get labeled. Sent. Yes, you get labeled as yeah. crazy get, or something. <laughs> You need some sort of medication, right. you know, and I, so anyway, um, so, but my work isn't to act as a, as a psychic to tell people this. My work is to help make the linkages for people so that they can develop these gifts themselves. So I try to make my books entertaining, yes, but very concrete and practical so that people can see how this also is what they can do. And in addition to your books, which I need to pick up the hybrid books, I've not read that one. So I'm really interested in following up this interview with that book. But you also have some courses that you're teaching. And one of them specifically uh, is about healing with elementals. So I'd love for you to share with the audience about about that experience and, and what, what, what are you teaching in that course? And, and if, if someone is wanting to develop a connection with the elementals or, or learn about you know, how to develop um, their kind of seeing abilities with elementals, what would they experience in that course? Well, when I was in Ireland, not only did I meet Lloyd and his friends, but I also met my own body elemental. And everybody has one of these. And so, um, gosh, our body elemental, Jenna, builds our body from lifetime to lifetime. And um, it, it, it builds not only our physical body, but it builds in all of our emotions and our thoughts. So I, I give two courses. One is one on nature spirits, which is out there, which it is, you know, partner with nature spirits and go and find out your nature spirit and work with them out there. But the self-healing with the body elemental is in here. Mm -hmm. And people say, what do I need to do in order to be clairvoyant, to be clairaudient, to be clairsentient? And so the course is basically giving them the tools so that they will become these things. And so they can work with their own body elemental. Beautiful. So is that? Yeah, program themselves at a cellular level because, you know, they've, they've programmed themselves and by negative programs, by not being aware of how their right. thoughts 
apps are actually <laughs> programming them. So this is like, hey, folks, you can unwind these programs. You can erase this this old one and you can reprogram yourself. Mm, I love that. That's that's some of my most favorite work to do with people. And you know, some of the work we do at Star Family Wisdom is about that reprogramming. Like you said, we get from an early age, right? We we take on so many really heavy, traumatic programs, you know, from our society, from the, the world we're born into. And it it requires a lot of work to un, unwind that. And, and what you're talking about there sounds really similar to me to some shamanic practices I'm familiar with, which is about kind of rebalancing the elements in your field almost, right? That we 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 get out of balance in terms of which energies, you know, we're utilizing more of or less of. And so it kind of sounds like that's some of the work you're doing there is, is really kind of taking all elements and rebalancing them. Is that, is that correct? Am I kind of reading that? Right? <laughs> well, it is, it is doing that. And it's also working with each of the chakras mm -hmm. to, um, to tune the chakra to a higher frequency. So each of our chakras has got a certain, a certain sense right. The we call it the five senses or the six senses. And so People are addicted to our physical world through the senses. This is what our ego does to us. So people crave, um, be, you know, sex if their second chakra is out of balance, for example, or they crave being touched if their uh, fourth, the heart chakra, is out of being out, out of balance. So we crave the, the, the lower senses, but each of these has a higher sense and these senses are being needed in the astral world where the elementals live, where the dragons live, where the angels live. And people go there all the time, but they're not conscious of it. In our dream state, we go to the astral world where we can travel in space and time just by thought. Yeah. And we're telepathic. And after we die, die, ha, huh? um, <laughs> after we leave this life and our in-between lives, we are also in that astral world. So it's not that we are, we're always in the astral world, but we're not conscious of it. So I'm trying to help people work with developing these higher senses, the, all these clairvoyance and claircognizance, the knowing, so that they can move up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <clears throat> raising your vibe. It's like raising your energy, right? Like as you clear the, the heavy stuff and the old programming, it, I'm, I'm like reflecting back on what you were talking about, about the elementals coming down to meet us and we're rising up to meet them. So it's that process of becoming lighter and lighter and being able to access that connection more. At Star Family Wisdom, you can discover the power of sacred geometry with our newest instructor, Nadi Hana. Nadi is an expert in sacred geometry and crop circle technology. Sacred geometry is the study of harmonic patterns that underlie and create the universe around us. Sacred geometry is where physics and metaphysics meet. It is the still point of creation, the zero point of space, 
the infinite potential of this present moment. And we can see sacred geometry represented throughout nature, the cosmos, and even in our human bodies. It quite literally is the intelligent design of our universe. And by studying it, drawing it, or meditating with it, we can access an expanded state of consciousness and the higher intelligence that is available to us. Try it today with our new Sacred Geometry drawing courses and use the code geometry to get 25% off at checkout. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so as you say, um, we can do it from erasing old things and we can do it by adding spiritual disciplines. Right, right. So if we do it both ways, both the adding and the erasing, it goes quicker. Yes, exactly. We have to do both. Yes. yes you know, we end up, we, we usually end up focusing on one or the other a little more. And it's, it's all about like creating that balance between the two. Sinead and I talk a lot about the balance of shadow and light, right? The balance of darkness and light. And, um, you know, we sometimes want to go towards the light more without attending to the shadow or we get dragged into the shadow work and we're not attending to the higher spiritual practices that can bring us more of that lightness. So I love, I love your approach and how it really sounds like you, you really create a balanced um, environment for that evolution to happen for someone. Well, it's wonderful that you're doing the same thing. And, um, and I agree, it's a rebalancing of these yeah. things. Some days we're a little more this and some days we're a little more that. Yeah. But if um, it's just listening, deep listening and deep knowing. Yeah. 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 And, and we have to slow down for that. We forget to slow down to, to allow that knowing <laughs> to come through. Mm -hmm. um, we need holidays. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We need trips to Ireland so we can meet our elemental friends. But, but like you said, they're everywhere. And, and I, I'm curious, you know, from your perspective, you know, where are some of the most, I guess, potent areas to make that connection? Would you advise someone to go out in nature to, to start to form that connection? Can they do that from, you know, a sacred space in, in their home? I recently created a fairy and leprechaun altar because over the last year I've been connecting more and, and wanting to invite them into my space and invite them into my practice. And so I'm just curious, like, what are all the ways someone, you know, could do that for themselves? Well, you just gave some wonderful examples of exactly how people can do it. It's, um, it is the connect, basically it is the connection with nature. Um, so, but nature is, it is out there in that, yes, it's the air and it's the water and it's the forest. That is nature and it's walking on the earth and, and gardening, but nature is, in here too and ultimately it is the um the the sense of no separation that is so the the more on boundaried we become and the more the the more that we can expand into this feeling of connection with the elementals and with the earth. And how do we become unboundaried? We release fears. Mm 
You know, we're either in fear or we're in love. So it's the re surrender where we started our conversation. Yeah. Mm, I love that. That's such a good reminder. I think we all we all need that reminder from time to time to 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 remember that it's fear or love. Like it's that simple, right? It's that simple, and we we find ourselves blocked. Yeah, when we get into that that zone of fear. How, how did you navigate? getting to a point where you were in a state of love more than fear. Did, did you ever have a time in your life where you had more of that fear present? Like, has that been a, a significant part of your journey? Well, um, I, I don't think fear ever goes away necessarily. Um, um, it, um, but there's different ways to, to deal with it. Every time I do something brand new that I've never done before, um, like learning how to do online Zoom courses was for me, who is a technophobe, um, you know, oh no, please, I don't want to go there. But then during this last period that we are in, it was, obvious I wasn't going to be flying to Europe and doing all these courses so I've learned to do it so I think what has stretched for me it's not that I don't have a oh god how am I going to do that but it's that if you've gone through your fears often and often enough and you have learned to take on greater and greater challenges and put yourself in the unknown more and more, you can stretch further. Mm. So it is learning how to stretch through something. And also it's this deep trust in spirit. I must say, you know, this deep trust that everything is given for a reason physically or emotionally yeah yeah the all all lessons all opportunities to grow and and learn and 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 face those challenges i it made me think of the hero's journey i was just um doing some some reading around that this morning and kind of reminding myself of where I'm at on my hero's journey. And, 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 you know, we face all these challenges on that journey. And, and, and sometimes we go through multiple heroes journeys in one lifetime. And, and we, so we get all of these opportunities to face fears, old fears, new fears. Um, it's, it's almost like new things get activated, you know, for us to be able to evolve more spiritually and, 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 and that's become a bigger realization for me that that, like you said, it never goes away. It's always part of the journey. And it's just a, a matter of how we, how we navigate that and how we, how we choose to respond in those moments. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And, and um, I think we're going through currently um, a collective dark night of the soul. Yeah. Yeah. And so it all, I mean, going through the dark nights of the soul, I, I, studied for many years with uh, a Cherokee mm. uh, teacher and he one of the things he said was that we go through at least seven dark nights of the soul of each part each 
attachment we have. So we're going to have a sexual dark night of the soul where maybe we don't have a sexual partner or things don't work even if we've got one. We go through a financial dark night of the soul when all of a sudden, you know, no income, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we go through an emotional dark night of the soul when all of a sudden, you know, our friends drop away and they don't want to see us. We go through a mental dark night of the soul when our greatest gift or greatest talent that we have and want to offer the world is not acknowledged. <laughs> you know, we go through spiritual dark nights of the soul when we feel we are alone and God or the creator, whatever the universal consciousness is not with us. So we go through all these dark nights of the soul and these are predictable individual initiations. But now, collectively, we're going through it. And I say, yes, yes. We need to. We need to. We need yeah. to because we need to wake up yeah. Yeah. to what we're doing to the world and we need to wake up to what we've done to ourselves. Right. And to remember, remember who we were before. Remember yeah. our history. And, and, and that even ties to your work with elementals and the forgotten history of our connection with elementals and, you know, higher intelligences on this planet. So yeah, I see that dark night of the soul really being this opportunity to just unlock all the things we've forgotten you know, and, and, and it's, it's hard. Like it doesn't feel good when you're going through it, you know, like, like you said, those initiations are tough when you're, when you're in them, but, but wow, you know, when you get to the other side of them, like what beauty can be created and, and, and the expansion that we can experience and, and, and like you were saying this, you know, sense of oneness, the sense of not having boundaries, you know, it's like once we've broken through those like levels of initiation, we can start to experience that on a different level. And you know, what you were saying about the seven levels of initiation, <clears throat> that seems to relate to the seven chakras. So it's like we, we move up through the, the chakras in that initiation process where do you think humanity's at now? If, if, you know, if we're going through, which we are, you know, a major initiation right now, which chakras are we working with? Well, this, this may be disappointing for your audience, but <laughs> <laughs> mostly we're working with the solar plexus. Hmm. Um, we're giving, we're moving from self-will to universal will. That feels so, right. Yeah, yeah. So we're moving from the solar plexus to the heart. Yeah. Heart is all about service. It's mm -hmm. all about the I that is we. Yeah. And um, and so this is where this is where we're moving to. And you know, I in my newest book, you know, Good Morning Henry. Um, which is all about working with the body intelligence, the body elemental. Um, I, I talk about this dark night of the soul. And the book took me eight years to write. And wow. usually a book takes me one or two years at the most, eight years, because I 
had to, it was about how to go through the dark night, the collective dark night of the soul and how to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because this is surrendering our ego attachments to move up to the soul, our soul. And each of us has, is, has a beautiful soul, which is aligned to spirit. And so this is the journey we're on and how wonderful. I love it. You call it an opportunity. I call it an opportunity too. And um, most people see it as a challenge and it's wonderful to, uh, to see it as an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how you put that too. It's, it's both. And it, it, even though it's an opportunity, it, it doesn't mean it doesn't feel challenging and feel hard when we're going through it. It's like, it's like birthing pains, you know, we're, we're, we're giving birth to like a new version of ourselves and, and having to let go of a lot and letting go is hard. And, and those ego attachments, right. It, it's, it's hard to detach sometimes, but you know, I, I also am just reflecting on how, you know, maybe for the audience hearing about these like levels of initiation that we go through might also help some folks find acceptance in those hard moments. I know it did for me, you know, to finally realize, oh, this is part of life. Like this is part of the divine plan for us all that we're meant to evolve in this way. And that's just part of the life experience. And so once you learn how to work with that differently and like through your courses and what you offer, learn how to work with the chakras differently and um, tune them, you know, like you said, for a higher, more evolved experience, it definitely makes those initiation moments a little easier to go through when you have that level of awareness. Yeah. Yes, it's tr it's I I think that's true. And I think that that's what wisdom is too. Oh, yeah. That you know we <laughs> and some people come in wise and other people don't even get it on their deathbed. <laughs> but 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 basically feeling a part of this entire wholeness, which isn't this one little life of 75 or 85 or 95 years. It's, it isn't just this one little drop, you know, it's, it's the being connected and First Nations, indig Indigenous peoples um, feel this connection and feel the connection to the land and the land that they were born on, the land that the ancestors uh, were on. And we in the Western culture have lost our connection. We're not rooted. We're not rooted on the land because we move so much. We're not rooted with other people to our families because they're so splintered and broken. Um, and so, I, I mean, I do a lot of work with the ancestors to try to reconnect people to, um, to their history. And as you said earlier, you may feel called to a certain country. Well, those are could be past lives, but it can also be a cellular memory. I've got it for Ireland because of my Irish genes. Yeah. But not only, but from past lives, I also have a strong connection to the Orient. Mm. 
So, so yeah, so you can find, find that, that connection and, and healing in so many, so many ways. And it, it, it brings up for me, this kind of reminder for the audience that our healing really is just like all encompassing, you know, it's, it's, it's ancestral, it's past lives, it's, it's connecting with the energies we've lost touch with, it's reconnecting with earth, it's reconnecting with, you know, the even higher, you know, intelligences of the angelic realm. And so that's a, that's, that's a big um, kind of, you know, cosmology and big kind of, um, I guess, sphere, you know, to kind of put yourself in. And like you said, in the Western world, we've just forgotten about a lot of that. We've just kind of put it to the side. And, and, and I'm, I'm curious, you know, as you do this work to kind of help people reconnect with that, that sense of wholeness, you know, through all these different healing methods, you know, what are some of the transformations you've witnessed? You know, what are some of the ways in which people have been able to evolve by doing, you know, this work with you? Oh, <laughs> well, some people have been studying with me now for over 20 years. Oh, wow. I know, which is, uh, it's a great honor. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I find that we've got to stay true to our own journey. Mm -hmm. And if we stay, we don't try to make ourselves into anyone else. We just stay on our own true to ourselves and if we do this we magnetize to us people who are part of our group our soul group if you want to call it or whatever and as we evolve in consciousness some of these people drop away a bit not that it wasn't wonderful for 10 years or 40 years, whatever, they drop away. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, they, that they're do, doing something less. It can be that their soul is calling them to finish another thread mm -hmm. of this braid that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And they've got to go and finish that braid, that thread. Mm -hmm. And other people um, come into your soul group and it's because all of a sudden you've met at the same frequency. Right. And they could have been like on their spiritual journey for, for 50 years and you could have been on yours for 50 years. And all of a sudden you've come to the same place. Right. Right. That, oh my gosh. That's so funny. You are mentioning that and talking about that because I recently had a really profound soul connection, reconnection with someone. And, you know, we pretty immediately knew it was from past lives and that, you know, our, our lives in this life just kind of meandered until they reached a point where they could connect. And it's just so fun to experience that. And so, so yeah, as a testament, you know, to the audience, you know, I've been on this journey as well, doing you know similar, you know, work. I I haven't taken one of your courses, but I will. I'm 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 really excited about the elemental work that you do, and and it's it's yeah, just so fascinating how how your soul connects with the right people in the right places at the right time, if you continue, you know, your work and continue to evolve and and heal and and 
embrace that transformation, surrender to that transformation. So that's really cool. You've, you've experienced so many cases of that, I guess, through, through your work and you've seen it firsthand, how it works. I remember uh, one guy came to my, um, we, it was, it was a transform yourself course and we were clearing away old thought forms and it was a week long course in residence in, in, in a retreat center. And he came and, um, and during the first day he said, um, well, I had to decide if I was going to buy a new motorcycle or come to this come to this course and he said but when I spoke to you on the phone because he he was the head of an organization and he called to see if one of his people wanted to go to my course <laughs> because this person had said she wanted to go and he was called me to see if he should finance it right <laughs> So anyway, he decided he was going to come having spoken to me. So anyway, this is how he shows up. And every day he says, I'm still carrying keys in my pocket for a quick getaway. Oh. <laughs> and he stayed through the whole week, never did the quick getaway, and he has been part of our organization now for 20 years oh wow oh that's... i know so <laughs> so you see people can you it's a commitment thing yeah but it's not a commitment to me it's a commitment to them yeah you yeah. know <laughs> i mean are we committed to the journey yeah. and sometimes we get to a place where we think oh I had a carrot dangled in front of me. Exactly. I thought this was going to be the pill. <laughs> and now look what happened. And they start unraveling. And, and, and this is what happens. As soon as you start this commitment to your spiritual consciousness, you know, you get there because you want to become enlightened. But... It's an unraveling path <laughs> and there are wonderful aha moments and you meet wonderful people. But for people to think, oh, it's all going to be bliss. It's going to be bliss. No, no, <laughs> you're going to get initiated. <laughs> you're going to go through seven levels of it. <laughs> However, let's have a sense of humor exactly yeah <laughs> yeah it is it is funny when you get to the other side of some of those challenging moments or those times when you said yes and and then you think oh my gosh what did i say yes to and then you realize okay now i can see the connections and why those things happened and it wasn't so bad and that really was for my highest good because now this thing has happened like you you can start to see that perspective once once you've gone through it but like you said it takes the commitment you've got to be got to be willing to evolve and willing to to surrender to to all parts of it yeah and then spirit kind of gives us a plateau for a while yeah. where we have to take a break <laughs> and we think ah oh, finally i made it and then choom! another challenge <laughs> another challenge i just think it's 
I think it's hilarious. I know. <laughs> I think I think it's awesome that you are able to laugh and you, like you have that sort of sense of humor. I think that's so needed in teachers and people who are holding space, you know, for the transformation of others because like you said, it's it's all of it. It's the whole spectrum of human experience, but it is really helpful to lighten up about it and to to see the the fun and the beauty and the the sense of humor that the universe has sometimes. I think that I can see how you bring that to your students and the experiences that they have. And I think like that in and of itself is so healing and so, so important. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for that. So thank you for, for you being you and, and you show up in that way. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's working with, I've actually, it's the Irish sense of humor is a bit dark. And my whole family has this kind of sense of humor. Um, because it is, we, you know, it is a bit. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but if we can laugh with, not laugh at somebody, yes. but to, to laugh with somebody and to cry with somebody, and to embrace somebody, you know that we just, we need all of it. We just need to, to experience all of it fully because some people are afraid to cry. Some people, everybody has a different thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we just need to feel it's all okay. Right. So yeah, the moral moral of the story in this conversation is to embrace the whole journey, embrace the whole process, all of the emotions and 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 to find spaces where you can have others willing to do that with you, like the spaces that you create. I think that that's so important on our journey to not not be alone in that. Yeah. Um and I know we're, we're getting close to the end of our time. So I, I want to make sure you have a moment to share with the audience how they can find you and how they can engage with you. We'll have all of your links in the show notes so everyone can find your latest course there and your website and links to your books. Um, but what are some other ways people can engage with you and connect? <laughs> other than my courses and my books and going on my website um this is it i i mean i'm i i meditate every day and a meditation i do every day is um is to actually see um spirit coming down and going through all of our chakras deep into the center of the earth and then it comes up through our chakras and it goes out through our hearts. And in that, I see connections to all humanity and, and, from, and to all beings, to all beings on this wonderful planet. And to see that all spiritual groups are, have the same goal to return to the creator. And so 
you know when i meditate i i see the christians and the jews and the buddhists and the hindus and the baha'is and the anthroposophists and elemental groups and i see us all joining hands mm -hmm. and taking that energy back to the creator with gratitude for our lives and i feel then we receive more so everyone is in my meditation every day. Mm. Mm. I love that. That's such a, a beautiful note to end on Tannis and my gratitude to you for, for that connection and, and, and seeing that, that similarity in us all and seeing, seeing the oneness in us all and bringing others into that. And, and for all that you shared today, thank you. I think this was such a fun conversation to, to chat about your journey and uh, Lloyd and your, your and Henry. Henry is the Henry name is. of my body, my body intelligence that I'm working with. Good morning, Henry. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yes, I, I, it's be, I'm getting a lot of pe a lot of beings to work with now. I love I, it. <laughs> I think it's so yeah. fun to be able to put names to them too. You know, I think that just, helps us as humans, you know, connect a little better for some reason. Like we like to label things. So I think that that is just kind of fun and helpful and how you share about your connection and um and how you've developed that relationship with these these different elementals and beings um, that are in in your world and and a good reminder for everyone that we can connect and uh, and you can do so by checking out and joining Tannis's courses. So definitely follow her, go to her links, sign up for her newest course. If you are interested in learning more about connection and healing with elementals and, and going the through that, body elemental and the body elemental, going through that process of, of tuning the chakras and, um, raising your vibration to be able to connect in a deeper way. So thank you, Tannis, for thank being you. here. And lovely. it's been so lovely to chat with you and learn more about you and your story and share that with our audience. And everyone listening, thank you again for being with us. Definitely tune in again next week for our next episode. Like and subscribe so you, you don't miss any of our content and check out the show notes to find Tannis's work and to sign up for her course. We'll see you next time in our next episode. 